if you can get in before all these institutional dollars do, you may be able to ride the growth curve. And I think if that's true, you're going to be very happy with what takes place. Again, not financial advice. I'm just saying that this is something that I'm, I'm tracking, I'm keeping track of, and I'm investing regularly. I'm not like, you know, mortgaging the house or selling things uh, in order to get all my money into crypto. That's not what I'm talking about at all. And I hope that's not what you'll do. That's just irresponsible. But if you can afford to lose some money, because there's always that risk, I think because the coins are so volatile and, and always have been, what I'm doing is I'm simply pointing out to you what's happening in the news and what potentially this means for the crypto markets. Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm excited to be back. I am just returning from a trip from the Washington, D.C. area where I spent a couple of days working with a number of elite financial advisors, uh, bringing information to them so that they can bring it to their clients with regard to the latest strategies and successful ways that they can not only just pay for college, but retire someday at the same time. That was amazing. I'm going to save that story for another day because today... I want to do something that is very current and in the news because I know we've talked about cryptocurrencies before on this podcast, but I think there's some significant things happening right now that everyone should be aware of, especially if you're trying to build your portfolio, create yourself residual income, having your money work hard for you. These are all the things that we talk about here. And this is something that I think has significant impact on all of those things. So you may have heard that BlackRock, one of the biggest financial, if not the biggest financial institution in the world is filing to get Bitcoin approved for one of their ETFs. Um, this is going to be like sort of a public service announcement for you today. And frankly, it's hard to truly uncover what is true news and what is rumors because of numerous reasons of what takes place online in today's day and age. But the trending news online right now about crypto is really bullish. And what that means is that there may be some opportunities here. And I, I just always like to alert you guys of the things that are happening so you can keep your ear to the ground, so to speak. As always, let me say first that I'm not offering you financial advice here. I'm just trying to provide you with some various stories that I've heard and how I found them and how I follow them and how some people are feeling about them that have expertise in the, in the industry. Um, I feel that these people have credibility, so these are the ones that I follow. And I think this trending information is really super hard to verify, but at the same time hard to ignore. So if that makes sense, and with that being said, 
Um, I'm personally still very cautious, and I suggest that you be as well when you're planning to invest in crypto. Um, currently, my cryptocurrency holdings are probably less than 5% of my overall total portfolio. Um, and, and regardless of what it is, I think it's important that you know when you invest in cryptocurrency, and I have been doing this for well over two years now, and I have no intention of slowing down, that you understand that there is risk. And you know you have to know what your risk tolerance is when you go into things like this. So some major developments. Since this was announced um, about BlackRock a week ago or so, um, a few days ago, financial giants like Fidelity, JP Morgan, Charles Schwab, Citadel, even Deutsche Bank, um, they're all putting their money and resources together to create a place for their clients to invest in crypto. So it appears to me that they're building their own crypto exchanges. Um, and like I said, even Deutsche Bank, which was just recently struggling with the banking crisis and everything that's going on with them, um, they just applied for regulatory license to offer customers a place to have custody of their crypto and their services to their clients. So um, also, by the way, this is kind of irrelevant, but it's, it's news, not necessarily big news, but MasterCard and Visa have both filed for trademarks to start developing crypto and blockchain software, which doesn't surprise me at all. It's, uh, it's more exciting and uh, I think newsworthy that these giant institutions are becoming involved in the crypto world. So um, Bitcoin holders, they're loving this news. I mean, it's up to, um, as of the recording of this uh, podcast, about $30,000 per coin, which, um, you know, just at the beginning of the year was half that, which is a, a major increase. Um, and I believe that it's going to continue to go up. I think that, um, you know, people that love cryptocurrency for the reasons that, um, because it's decentralized and because other people don't have control over it, and I'm going to talk about this in just a little bit more detail in a second, are not necessarily the most bullish people on the planet when it comes to Bitcoin because it's becoming what? More mainstream. Um, now, people are saying, Murray, I don't understand what the heck is going on here. I think when you peel back the layer of onion, what you can see is that everything may be going according to the big financial institutions' plans. I mean, what happened in the crypto markets over the past year and a half, I mean, really, it's been nothing but bad news with companies going under, founders being arrested, investors losing tons and tons of money. So why now? Well, the theory is that the banking giants in the United States have been quietly waiting or even potentially fueling the crypto markets sort of falling apart. And they've been patiently waiting for the crypto markets to be disrupted. And I think now is the time. And they can just now basically swoop in and they can use superior, safe, and compliant technology that was basically going to allow them to potentially monopolize the crypto market. Um, I think if they succeed, they're going to control how the crypto markets are going to run in the future. And I'm not sure this is terrible news. To some people, it may be. But to others, and to me, I think it's not the worst thing in the world because there, there is a lot of 
old money, big money, that has been very anxious to get into the crypto world. But they haven't because there just hasn't been any regulation for them. But I think now that their regulation is coming, they could potentially pour billions, if not trillions of dollars into crypto. And I will be cautious with the whole entire bull market news and, you know, starting back up again because they, you know, because that's what people are talking about. But personally, I believe there's still room for downside. I don't think it's all going to be uphill from here, which to me is a buying opportunity um, if you truly believe in this space and you want to be in it for the long term. So I've disclosed on my podcast before that I invest in three main cryptocurrencies, which are Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a little-known company called Ripple Labs XRP, which has become a lot more famous over the last six or eight months, especially, I mean, if you, if you look back two years, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. So I am pretty bullish right now that we have to, you know, wait and see what type of rules are going to come down. But again, I'm still very positive. Um, I want to know the, the types of parameters and really what the banks and financial institutions are going to set in motion so that we know what kind of rules that they want us to follow. You know, I talked about this on a previous episode a long time ago about crypto and I said, hey, this is the wild, wild west. Well, I think what's happening right now is the wild, wild west is getting tamed a little bit. And, um, you know, before when you invested in crypto, or I should say currently when you invest in crypto, if, if something goes wrong, there's no one to call. If something's missing out of your wallet or you lose Bitcoin or something is compromised in your technology, uh, transactions are missing, whatever, there's no one to help you. And people hate that that are more traditionally minded, that are, that are, you know, have a safer mentality, and people that love the idea of risk, they love that. So now, if all of these mammoth financial companies are filing with the SEC to get their ETFs approved, to include cryptocurrency in their portfolios for their clients to buy, what is going to be put out there? Um, I think that, you know, once BlackRock and, as I said, J.P. Morgan, Charles Schwab, Fidelity, Deutsche Bank, Citadel, once they're officially in this space and their customers can buy cryptocurrencies through them, I think it's just logical to me that if billions, if not trillions of dollars are going to flood onto the blockchain, it's going to signal to the rest of the world that these assets are safe. You can invest in these. You can, you can have some kind of control over it. There's going to be someone that you can call. And I think once this happens, that will truly start a bull market and it will likely take off and it will likely trigger one of probably the largest transfers of wealth that most people have seen in their lifetime. And I say that, you know, with caution, but I also say that with enthusiasm. Um, it's not to say that you won't be able to make money by getting in on the blockchain after this takes place because that just that's just nonsensical. That would mean you couldn't make money in stocks, bonds, and ETFs today, which we know you can. I, I just think what I'm saying is that there's an opportunity here that may be very timely. Um, so if you can get in before all these institutional dollars do, 
you may be able to ride the growth curve and I think if that's true you're going to be very happy with what takes place again not financial advice I'm just saying that this is something that I'm, I'm tracking I'm keeping track of and I'm investing regularly I'm not like you know mortgaging the house or selling things uh, in order to get all my money into crypto that's not what I'm talking about at all and I hope that's not what you'll do that's just irresponsible but if you can afford to lose some money because there's always that risk, I think because the coins are so volatile and, and always have been, what I'm doing is I'm simply pointing out to you what's happening in the news and what potentially this means for the crypto markets. So this is to say for you, if you're listening to this podcast and say, Murray, where are you going with this? I'm going with it to for you to start educating yourself and, and start listening in on what's going on and learning about the blockchain. I think when you understand the magnitude of this technology, you'll understand that it's going to be more likely that this is not going to be disappearing as some people, including the big banks up until this point, might have led you to believe. I think what you need to understand is how to function on the decentralized networks. And I see why people are so confused when I say the word decentralized, because on the news, you hear the word decentralized used as it refers to, let's say, for example, the coin Bitcoin. Um, that technology was developed to be decentralized, where there is no broker or third party or intermediary needed. And most of the time when you're interacting on that ecosystem, you're on your own. And I think that is concerning to a lot of people, as I said, when you're functioning on a third-party platform like uh, you know, Coinbase, which is very popular, or Uphold, or Gemini, and there's, there's a handful of others that are based in the United States that people have heard of. I think up until recently, we were not, you know, nothing was available on any centralized exchanges, but now you can buy Bitcoin on Fidelity if you have a Fidelity account and everyone would recognize Fidelity that, uh, you know, that is in the investing world. So um, earlier, I just mentioned the coin XRP, which was developed by a company called Ripple Labs. And I, I love to tell this story because, you know, it's, 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 it's an it's a great story to understand what's taking place in the crypto world right now. And I'm, I'm excited about this one particular coin. I'll tell you why. In December of 2020, um, the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, filed a lawsuit against Ripple Labs alleging that they had conducted an unregistered, unregistered securities offering by selling XRP. The SEC claimed that XRP should be classified as a security, similar to a stock or a bond, and not a cryptocurrency. So this is what happened. The lawsuit raised concerns about the legal status of XRP and its potential implications for the broader cryptocurrency industry. So following the lawsuit, several crypto exchanges, including major ones in the United States, delisted or suspended trading of XRP. So if you liked XRP and you wanted to buy it, you had to literally go out of your way to find a way that you could buy this. It wasn't easy. And these companies did it because they wanted to comply with regulatory uncertainty. The case also led obviously, to a decline in the value of XRP. So it went from, you know, I think that at a high, it was almost $3 a coin, and it went down to a low of like 30 cents. So the SEC obviously made a big impact on them because people couldn't get a hold of it, and they weren't feeling so great about it. 
Well, let me fast forward for you two and a half years later to July 13th, just a couple of weeks ago, 2023. Ripple Labs won the case. That was absolutely mind-blowing. The judge ruled that Ripple did not break the law when XRP was sold, and the cryptocurrency sector scored a huge success in its legal struggles with U.S. regulators. Um, however, the decision was not entirely in the industry's favor because Ripple was found to have broken the securities laws when it offered XRP to hedge funds and to other institutional buyers. So it's a partial victory for both um, the SEC and for Ripple, um, you know, for the, for the whole lawsuit. I, I believe the judge did rule that XRP sales made by the business to hedge funds and other institutional customers constituted an unregistered sale of securities, again, giving the SEC a partial victory there. Regardless, this sent the coin soaring, and it doubled in value in just a few short weeks. Um, I like the coin more because of the long-term impact that I think this proprietary software that this company has created is going to have on the banking world, which is another whole episode. I, I you, You've got to look into XRP if you're interested in this because their technology is ridiculous. It's sound. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change the way that we transfer money from bank to bank, especially on an international basis. And I think it's being adopted by all the major banks right now. So I'm looking at it as a long term investment. My advice to you is, you're one of my loyal listeners, you're listening to this, do your own research. Find companies that have a product or a service that you believe in, uh, very similar to what I suggest to people that are looking to invest their money in stocks or bonds or you know any type of ETF or uh, investment. I believe that there is a place in everyone's portfolio for cryptocurrencies, especially now. And for me, I like to have a diversified portfolio. You guys have heard me talk about this before. Um, I, to me, diversified is made up of um, some safe money investments. I, I'm not a huge risk taker with a large percentage of my uh, portfolio. I do like real estate. I love life insurance, as you guys know. Um, I think there's a place for more speculative investments like securities and crypto that can go along with that. And then probably, and most importantly, and I talk about this all the time, is invest in yourself regularly. Pay yourself first. You know, simply take a portion of your paycheck, uh, you know, somewhere between 10 and 40% and just deposit that every single paycheck like it is your job. And that is what I want you to do because that is how you build a portfolio. So as always, guys, I'm here to answer your questions for you. I'm easy to get a hold of. You can text me. You can email me. You can jump on my calendar. Uh, my website is thefamilybusiness.info. Check it out. You know, uh, Do me a favor. If you have any questions, just, just get in touch with me. Hit me up on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all those places. You know you can find me, Twitter. Um, as always... Thanks for listening. I certainly do appreciate you taking the time to uh, to listen to our show. I love your five-star reviews. I love your comments. And most importantly, I love when you forward my podcast to your friends and your family and your colleagues and those people that you really feel would appreciate the show. Thank you for doing that. It means the world to me. So until next time, have an awesome rest of your week, and we'll see you on the other side. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. 
If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this. 